This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. You have found The Drop Podcast, a place for all of the Blues game recaps and Blues news. Hopefully, I don't have to sit here and explain to you what this game means to both teams. If you're in Chicago, you hate the Blues. You have a pure hatred for the St. Louis Blues. If you're in St. Louis, you have a pure carnal hatred for the Chicago Blackhawks. And even though Chicago has won several Stanley Cups and they've had good recent history... If you go past two years, the past two years, they have been knocked out in the first round by the Blues two years ago and by the eventual uh, Western Conference Stanley Cup representative, the Nashville Predators. So this team is not the team it used to be three or four years ago. The Blues are not the team they used to be four years ago. Uh, I think this team this year has played a lot better. They've had to due to injuries uh, to Robbie Fabry to uh, Berglund, to Alex Steen. They've had to bring some young guys up, and some young guys have had to come up and play well. And for the most part, they've played very, very good. Sammy Blay has played well. Dunn has played well. Uh, And these guys are going to continue to have a bigger and bigger role because, you know, there's going to be more injuries, guys. You know, people can sit there and think, well, the Blues have had enough injuries before the season, and, you know, it's it's... It's, it, it can't be bad the rest of the season. NHL, you're going to have injuries. Whether it's the veterans getting re-injured, whether it's a new veteran getting injured, and you've got to mix your lineup up. And I think that Coach Mike has done very well on that this year. He's got the lineup playing very well together. The first, second lines are doing very well. Third line, I'd like to see some improvement from. Uh, I think there's a lot of improvement there. The fourth line is the fourth line. You know, they, you want them to be your energy line, a line that can go out and give you a few minutes a game and hopefully give the other guys a rest. And if they score a goal, great. Just don't give up a goal. But uh, overall, the Blues uh, going into this game being 4-2, uh, and they got eight points. The Blackhawks had nine points. And either team would like nothing more than to just rip the other team apart. Well, the game started out to where, from the beginning, the Blues, I thought, played excellent. It didn't look like the Blues were the team that hadn't won Stanley Cups years ago. It looked like the Blackhawks were. The Blackhawks looked very slow. The Blues had a step. The Blues weren't giving them a ton of chances. In fact, I think up until about 14 to 15 minutes into the second period, Chicago, I believe, it only had eight shots on goal. Eight shots on goal in 35 minutes of hockey, somewhere around there. So when I tell you that, what do you think? You think, well, the Blues must be playing very well. Yeah, they were running on all cylinders. And you got a little bit of a scare in the game earlier. Uh, Jaden Schwartz got hurt, and you just didn't know what it was. You didn't know if it was an ankle injury, a ligament injury, a knee injury. Because what it looked like was his uh, skate kind of got stuck 
and you couldn't tell if it was in the toe of the skate or if it was something in the blade on the side when he took a cut and just went down and was out of the game for about 25-30 minutes I would say but before the injury he made a huge impact that line with him and Braden Shin it's a very good line and Schwartz would make Crawford pay for a, a mistake he made and put the Blues on the board one to nothing and he's able to march around behind, pestered by Keith. Another blue defenseman, Doc, very aggressive at five on five below the half marks. Here's Tarasenko flipping one in front. Score! Schwartz, one nothing. Well, the former Colorado College Tiger, Jaden Schwartz, off to a tremendous start. Simple play, Tarasenko gets it to the net. I don't think Corey Crawford ever knew Schwartz was all by himself, but this play was made by Robert Bortuzzo keeping the play alive offensively from the back end. And Eddie, don't you think the wide open space down low is created because everybody in Chicago's roster knows that's 91 with the puck and he's a focal point of the Blues offense. So you see everybody shade towards him. Dead on analysis there. Uh, Chicago was very worried and most teams are worried about Vladimir Tarasenko. I mean, who wouldn't be? And Tarasenko got that puck, started to turn around a little bit with it. They weren't sure if he was going to shoot it or not, but he just put it towards the net. He saw Schwartz coming to the front of the net. Schwartz was not seen by Crawford. Crawford did not see him at all and was very, let's say, lackadaisical with coming to that puck, and Schwartz was right there to get it and put it right over his glove side, and there's nothing Crawford could do by that time. And the Blues are up one to nothing, and they are playing very well. They're making the Blackhawks look bad, uh, not just bad but really bad that goal would be four minutes and 46 seconds into the first Jaden Schwartz gets his third goal of the year Tarasenko gets his third assist Bortuzzo key in the play and keeping that uh, play alive so thumbs up for uh, um, Bortuzzo great job guy and uh, the Blues really dominated the rest of that first period but Jake Allen would have to be tough one time about 15 minutes in to keep this a one to nothing game going into the second. Now it careens back and is helped on by Hartman. Carried back up by Kane with Hartman breaking. Thrown across to Schmaltz. Save made by Allen. And lifted back down by Yashko. Beautiful execution of a three on two. Kane wide. Hartman drives the net. Opens up the passing lane. Kane finds Schmaltz. And Jake Allen just beats him. Right, sliding right to left. Great save by Jake Allen. He read it well. You know, he was there when he needed to be in case uh, Patrick Kane shot that puck. But I think he had a feeling he was going to pass it over to Schmaltz. And Schmaltz, of course, is the brother of Jordan Schmaltz of the Blues. And they're both good young players. And, you know, Patrick Kane put that puck right on his stick over a Blues player stick. A great pass by Patrick Kane. But Jake Allen is up to the task. And the Blues are up one to nothing. You know, Crawford's had to play well in this first period, had a very good saves. You know, he messed up on that uh, goal by Schwartz, but he made a couple good saves, including this one late in the first period to keep it one to nothing. 12 on the first penalty as Steen breezes in and drops it on to Shen. Shen crossed it off from Stott. A diving play is made by Seabrook and a shot blocked down and then eventually covered by Crawford. Wow, what a play. You mentioned, Doc, what a play by Brent Seabrook. Sprawling out. Megan like a helicopter. Stastny looking for Petrangelo for a one-timer in the stick of Seabrook. And then Crawford makes a great save off of Vladdy Tarasenko. Great save by Crawford. Uh, right where he needed to be for that shot by Tarasenko. Uh, you know, I think a lot of times when they stop Tarasenko, it's like, yeah, you can be a good goaltender. But a lot of times when he gets open like that and gets puts a shot on you, 
you're not going to make that save. But Crawford was up to the task and made the save. So it's one to nothing Blues going out of the second. You're hoping the Blues can continue to dominate, which they started out in the second period doing. They would get off to a quick start, put some pressure on Crawford, and it would pay off. In the first eight minutes, the Blues would get two goals, one by Schwartz and one by Tarasenko, to give them a commanding lead, three to nothing, about eight minutes in to the second period. Down, a little surge here by the Blues after the Blackhawks had it for a couple of minutes. Long toss ahead in stride, and here comes Schwartz! He scores! Long change, long change in the second period. Watch what happens. Jake Allen up the boards, he'll get an assist. The Blues make a change. They get in behind a two on O, and Jaden Schwartz with his second of the game. Corey Crawford got in between. You're gonna make that decision. You either gotta come all the way or not come at all. He got caught in between. Traffic finessed it to center, angled it on back. Duncan Keith goes back to play, no icing. Jammed it on to Seabrook. Pass is left behind by Nisibok. Score! Tarasenko! In three years, Vladdy Tarasenko has had 37, 40, and 39 goals. Turnover by Anisimov, and now you see why he's got those gaudy goal totals. So the Blues get two in the second. One by Jaden Schwartz, his second goal of the game, and fourth of the year, assisted by Jake Allen. Uh, do you guys realize something? Jake Allen has more assists. And more points, more are more points than uh, former Blue Yori Laterra. Uh, that's of course because Yori Laterra hasn't played a game yet for the Flyers. But anyway, that goal was five minutes and 59 seconds into the second. Blues up two to nothing. They'd make it three to nothing just about uh, two minutes later, minute and 50 later. Tarasenko gets that puck, just turns around and whips it. Nothing Corey Crawford can do for his fifth goal. It was unassisted at 7:49 and. The Blues are up three to nothing and can, can you continue to dominate the Blackhawks until the Blackhawks started getting some pressure. Like I said earlier, they only had eight shots up until about 14, 15 minutes into the second. And then they started getting some pressure on Jake Allen, but Jake Allen stood strong. And the Blues would leave the second period up to three to nothing on two goals by Schwartzy and one goal by Tarasenko. The Blues are looking good and feeling good. Uh, the first, the third period would start out, and I thought Chicago had a little more step. You know, but the Blues continued to play well. Chicago put some pressure on, and um, you know, it, it looked like the Blues maybe a little tired, but not not real bad. I mean, it wasn't like they were falling behind. Chicago was just really trying to pour it on to get back in this game if they were going to get back in this game. And uh, you know, the teams are going to do that. They're just going to do that, and there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to stay calm and play your game, and the Blues did that. And it would pay off about seven minutes into the third. Kyle Brodziak, with the help of Upshaw and Pareko, would give the Blues a four to nothing commanding lead in the third period. Pareko jams it along. Sent by Upshaw, not once, but twice and three times. Gets it ahead in a two on one with Forsling back. Scores! What a Scotty Upshaw made the whole play. It took him about two or three times to get the puck out of the zone. The Blackhawks pinching in, trying to get back in this hockey game, and it's a two-on-one. Kyle Brodziak wanted to pass his puck over to his right because Vladimir Tarasenko was there, and Brodziak gets to the middle of the ice pretty much. Forsling lets him get there. Crawford doesn't move, but an excellent play by Upshaw to get the puck out of the zone. 
very nice to see Kyle Brodziak get that goal. Just a nice guy, hard worker, mucker, uh, you know, and it's nice to see him be part of the scoring, especially against the Blackhawks. Great effort by Upshaw to finally get that puck out of the end because Chicago was pinching in and trying their best to get back in the game. And they had a few opportunities, but the Blues get the puck out. Upshaw gets it to Brozziak in uh, just a great, great overall play. Brozziak's first goal of the year, Upshaw's second assist. Pareko gets his first assist seven minutes and one seconds in to the third. The Blues are up four to nothing. And after that, you know, you'd think a team would fold, but these are the Chicago Blackhawks, and they're not going to. And they put a lot of pressure on Jake Allen uh, after that. And Jake was up to the task about the 12 and a half minutes in. He kept it a four to nothing game with this great save. Then Murphy, then a shot, went off Pareko, scrambled for there by Sharp, side of the net, Kane couldn't get it home, Allen Dome across, penalty coming up against the Blues, my goodness, what action around the cage, what a save by Allen. The best save of the night, and maybe the best save of the season, or at least one of them, uh, my God, what a save, Kane couldn't believe it, you should have seen him on the bench after it. Go back and watch the video highlights if you didn't get to see the game live. It, just a great save by Jake Allen coming across there with his arm, just grabbing that puck, and Patrick Kane, nothing he can do about it. You know, that you could just tell Chicago was going to be putting some pressure, and it doesn't help when the refs start calling a different game. But you still got to go out and do what you need to do, and the Blues did their best to do that. But you know the Blackhawks are the type of team they're going to put pressure on. They're going to try to come back. And they were able to get back on the board on this uh, slap shot by Duncan Keith that was put in off the body of Panic, and it's 4-1 to one now. The Blues are up by three. And a goal off a slap shot from Duncan Keith may have been tipped by Panic, but is in the net for the blemish on the night from Jake Allen. And the Blackhawks are on the board with 5.13 to go. Well, you got to feel for Kyle Brodziak. He scored a goal earlier in this period and watched 28 in blue. He's going to come around. He's doing his job defensively. He's going to come up high off the stick and in. And he knows right away. Watch him reach out. Oh, it doesn't go off him. My apologies. He came over. They thought it went off him. I got it totally wrong. That went in. But you see him banging it. And it look, it does go off panic, Doc. Just a little confusion there from uh, Doc Emmerich about uh, who got that goal. But nice slap shot by uh, Duncan Keith, a stalwart in their defense has been there for years and was voted one of the top 100 players along with uh, Patrick Kane. Kane got his seventh assist. Duncan Keith got his fourth assist. But it went off of Richard Panic, and he gets credit for the goal as fourth of the year. 1447 of the third. It's a power play goal. And that power play, they got it basically. They got a four-minute power play because of an incident with Sabotka. Uh, in my mind, both players should have gotten penalties, but they gave Sabotka four minutes for high sticking. I, I don't understand that. But, you know, the Blues are still going to try their best to not allow Chicago to score. They got the one goal. The Blues are still up 4-1. to one, But Chicago would continue to put pressure. And uh, just about a minute and uh, 30 seconds after that, Ryan Hartman would put one past Jake Allen for his third goal of the year in this power play to make this game a, getting a little scary here. It's 4-2 to two now. Off of Allen and around. It's taken by Hartman. Twirls toward the front. Forces it not once but twice. Back in and they score! Out of a net mouth scramble to break it, and it's four to two, a power play goal. Eddie, will they look at this one? 
There was a maze of bodies in front of Jake Allen. Is he allowed to play his position? The puck's in the blue paint. There's Ryan Hartman. It comes out. Does Hartman make the attempt to allow Jake Allen to play his position? You're allowed to go in there and get it. But once the puck is out, you got to make an effort to try to get out. Hartman knows he's tying up the goaltender. It looks like to me he's not allowing to put the St. Louis Blue goaltender to play his position. Well, I fully agree there. Uh, I don't think Hartman allowed Jake to play his position, didn't allow him once that puck was out to be able to play in his crease and get uh, the opportunity to get that without to Hartman interfering with him. But they called it a goal. Hey, you got to deal with stuff like that, guys. And uh, the Blues will get breaks like that. Every team gets breaks. And I know that really upset a lot of Blues fans, made a lot of Blackhawks fans happy. That's the way the game happens. Do I disagree with it? Yes. The, that goal probably shouldn't have been allowed. Does it play into the game? A little bit, but the Blues were still able to put up the goals they had. And, you know, they're still up 4-2 to two at this point, regardless of that. And there's only about 3 minutes and 53 seconds left in the game. I'm sure I'd be a lot more upset if the Blackhawks would have scored 3 or 4 more goals. But, hey, it happens. You deal with it, you move on. That would be Hartman's third goal, and he did put a lot of hard work into that. Uh, DeBrincat gets his third assist. Seabrook gets his third assist. Another one of the strong defensemen for the Blackhawks. 16 minutes and 7 seconds into the third. It's 4-2. to two. Another power play goal. Their second of that four-minute uh, power play uh, The penalty from uh, Sabotka. And the Blues are starting to maybe not really real because they still look pretty good. But I'm sure they're getting a little nervous and a little antsy, and, uh, you know, you can't blame them. But uh, nobody was able to, to stop that antsiness like a, a, a Jaden Schwartz hat trick. And, you know, the Blues couldn't get the puck out. Jaden got it down on his end and took that chance to shoot it down to get the empty net goal since the Blackhawks pulled their goalie. And a lot of guys wouldn't do that. And a lot of people would say you shouldn't do that, that it's going to ice the puck. I have no problem with a player doing that. And it paid off. And Jaden Schwartz got this empty net goal to seal this game 5-2 to two Blues. Followed up by Taves. Taves got it. Jaden Schwartz and they couldn't get him to finish this time he just takes matters into his own hands off the Chicago turnover right here spins identifies and fires into the awning cage uh Jaden Schwartz gets that goal Schwartz he gets his third goal of the game to make the hat trick his fifth of the year Pareko gets his second assist of the year 19 minutes eight seconds in the Blues get a big win move into first place jump over the Blackhawks in the central with uh, with 10 points the Blackhawks have nine the Blues are now five and two and will go to Colorado tomorrow night to see the avalanche that's going to be a tough game I knew the avalanche would be better I just didn't know how much better everybody was predicting them to be last and I knew they were going to be better. Whether that's going to evolve into a playoff spot, I don't know. But I knew they would not be the team that they were last year because some of these young guys that made a lot of mistakes last year, that was experience. And the Blues are going to have to play a tough team. And it's tough to play in Denver where that air is so thin. Uh, the Blues are going to have to probably be really winded after that first couple minutes and get into it to really start forgetting about how winded you are. But they get the big one against Chicago and move on and get the avalanche. Let's go ahead and go to the stats of the game. The Blackhawks fall to 4-2-1 and with the loss of Blues improved to 5-2 and as I said earlier. Shots on goal. So nice to see this. Uh, 24 shots on goal that the Blackhawks got against Jake Allen. I've said before all season, 
The Blues can get under 30, preferably about 26, 27 and under, and they're going to win a lot of games. And they won this one. They got 33 shots on Crawford. Crawford made a couple mistakes, and the, the Blues take this game. Two for seven on the power play. Uh, the Blackhawks had seven power plays. The Blues were 0 for 5. Faceoff percentage, the Blues really need to do better on this. It's not really cost them in most of the games, but they really need to do better. 57% for the Blackhawks, 43% for the Blues. Uh, Panic got his uh, goal, number four, a power play goal uh, late in the game. That shot was, of course, by Duncan Keith, who got uh, an assist on that. Hart, Hart, Hartman got a power play goal, his third. King got an assist. DeBrincat got an assist. Seabrook got an assist. Crawford made 28 out of 33 saves. Schwartzy gets a hat trick. Goals three, uh, goals three, four, and five for him in the year. Tarasenko gets a goal as fifth and assist. Brodziak gets that goal to make it four to nothing. His first. Pareko gets two assists. Upshaw, Upshaw was able to finally get that puck out and help Brodziak get that goal. And Jake Allen makes 22 out of 24 saves. So nice to see. Just awesome to see the guys play like this. Uh, my goodness, it was just great. Let's go ahead and get to uh, the post-game interviews. We'll hear from, of course, the hero of the game, Jaden Schwartz, the great goaltending by Jake Allen, and, of course, Coach Mike on this big win against the Blackhawks. Uh, I don't know. I think I just toe picked her, caught a rivet in the ice, and uh, just happened fast. I went head first in the boards and couldn't get my hands up fast enough. So um, just kind of a bit of a scary moment, but uh, could have been worse. So, um Ended up taking 20, 20, 30 minutes there and feel like I was good enough to come back. Did you have to shake the head a little bit? How did you, I mean, pretty easy to bounce back or did you need the full 30 there to? Uh, yeah, I mean, you want to give it a few minutes and see how you're feeling. Um, adrenaline's going, so things could tighten up after that. But just went went through some tests and, um, you know, did a, did a few things to see if I was uh, ready to go and, and I felt like I was. Jaden, you had... They had a push, obviously, in the third period with some power plays and whatnot. But the way you guys locked them down defensively, uh, what were you able to do to them? Yeah, I think we did a good job of taking away their time and space. Um, you know, obviously, got all the skilled players, and you don't want to give them a whole, a whole lot of time. And um, at the same time, we did a good job of, I thought, of hemming, hemming them in their own zone, playing in the own zone, and um, creating chances that way, and tiring them out. And that's what happened on my second goal. There, or uh, you know two or three lines before us did a great job and they couldn't change and um, you know I'm getting a breakaway off of it so that was a, that was a part of it and then um, took some penalties in the third uh, we're giving gave him some chances but overall I thought we did a pretty good job of, of uh, you know playing good defense against them. Was, was there any ever doubt in your mind uh, even for a little bit that you you return to the game? Uh, I don't know I, I didn't really think about it I just tried um, seeing how I felt and um, talking to the doctors a bit so uh, it wasn't really a doubt or you know, I didn't think right away if I would or wouldn't come back. I just wanted to take take the right steps and uh, make sure I was uh, ready to go. How about that pass from Jake on, on the goal there? Yeah, yeah, it happened fast. He did a great job of of reading the play and um, good heads up play by him. I didn't even know he passed it because I was trying to hop on the ice and next thing I knew it was on, it was on my tape. So uh, he's obviously good at handling, handling the puck and um, that helps us out a lot. Was that one of your shootout moves or were you just uh, reacting out there? Uh, no, I was kind of bouncing a bit, so I was just trying to handle it. And uh, Crawford came out to play it because I think he thought I was fumbling it too, and um, just ended up going around and working. Jay, can you describe what Tarasenko did on the first goal to make it all happen? Yeah, it was good patience by him. He protected the puck well and um, drew a lot of guys to him. And then um, I asked him if he was shooting or passing. He said he was passing, and um, I don't think Crawford saw me coming from that angle. So it was just great heads-up play by him, and um, you know something that he does quite often. 
Did your empty netter bounce off a, a Chicago player? Could you tell? Or uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. It might have nicked a stick. Uh, I don't know. Third career hat trick. Uh, you remember your last one? Um, I think it was Dallas, maybe. Quite a few years ago. <laughs> and you're you're going to see those guys an awful lot. Do early season wins, though, against them, division matchups mean a, a, a little more? Or is it too early to even talk about that? Uh, well, I think every win's big. Um, you know, you don't want to say that the game, obviously, when you get close to the playoffs, they're big. But even now, they're, they're big two points for us, and it's something we can um, build on. And, um, you know, I think we was, that was the game for first in the division. So it's a good feeling in here, but, uh, you know, long ways to go. Yeah, you know, I I saw we were changing. I sort of let the puck come to me a little bit, and I could tell Schwartz he was coming in. Seabrook just tried to pinch on coming a little bit. I don't think he thought I was going to bypass him there. And, you know, I just saw Schwartz coming onto the ice, so I just tried to put it up in an area for him. And, you know, I got to him. So you saw it all. You saw him coming off the bench all the way. Yeah, it was, well, the puck was coming real slow, so I had a chance to look around. And, you know, once I saw it, we had a couple guys changing, and then I saw Seabrook sort of come in and gave me a chance. If if I didn't get good wood on it, it could have been ugly. But, uh, you know, I just tried to put it in an area for him. Jake, you, you've played this team so many times, and I know they had the opportunities with the power plays in the third period, but can you remember a time where you locked that team down the way you guys did? I mean, I think you held them to eight shots for two periods. Yeah, you know, I think uh, we played really well the first two periods. It's probably the best, to be honest, we played uh, for 40 minutes this year. Uh, and it went to go to show, obviously. And, you know, we sat back on our heels a little bit. It happens when you're up a few goals, but, uh, you know, definitely we want to get that out of our game a little bit. And it, you see with the skill and you know, talent they have that, you know, they're able to help hem us in there pretty good in the third and get a couple goals and get a chance. But, uh, you know, we we did a good job, I thought, and uh, it was a big win, big divisional win. Uh, you know, I, I can't say about locking them down, but what I what I can say is that uh, we were able to get to our game. Um, you know, we talked about that right from the start, making sure that we knew we were going to have to go out and execute. I thought we did that. I thought D-Man got the puck up uh, quickly to the forwards' hands, and I thought the forwards put pucks in places that we could, you know, establish our forecheck and our offensive zone play. Uh, obviously, grabbing the lead was big, but I, I, I felt like for the for the most part, we didn't back off on that. Yeah, well, you know what, we that's something we talked about. I thought it was a really good first game for Steiner. I thought that as the game went on, he got better and better. Um, you know, they they really set up that second goal for us too. You know, they, they started off with a great shift in the offensive zone, then Brodsky's line came out, um, and that's what allowed Schwartzy to get in kind of all alone. Great, great uh, play by Jake to move that puck to snap that puck up. Um, but uh, but I thought I thought Steiner did a great job. But like you said, uh, you know, all of a sudden we got a little bit stronger. I thought the the third, third and fourth lines brought us a lot of uh, energy and momentum tonight. Um, That's probably Yaskin's best game of the season uh, tonight. So you, you can see that like you know that everyone kind of got shuffled maybe down a spot. That doesn't mean we expect less of them. That's it's quite the opposite. We they still need to go out there and. And perform, and uh, and uh, I think that uh, having Steiner back gave them a good chance to do that. Uh, well, he's he's playing for me at the level, or you know, maybe a little bit above of what he played in the playoffs last year. So I'm not surprised. You know, this is a guy that's hitting his uh, hitting his prime. Uh, you know, and uh, and and I think he's you know in the last probably a year or so he's just even starting to scratch the surface to realize what you know how good he can be um, you know what I like about and what I what I think about good players is they can impact different uh, types of games 
uh, in different ways. And he can do it defensively. He can do it. You see him on the penalty kill. You see him, um, you know, in every key defensive situation. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a rush game, if it's an offensive zone game, if we're playing a team that plays real tight. Um, you know, if it's more of a rush, you know, back and forth game, he finds a way uh, to be involved against any of those teams. And that's the sign of a good player. Indeed, Schwartzy's been so on this year, and I think Shin's got something to do with it, but I think Schwartzy's got something to do with it. He has really, really come on strong. Uh, you know, he's a good guy, good player, good in the locker room, and it's nice to see his success because this guy deserves it. He works hard. Uh, when he got injured a couple of years ago, he was so pissed off about it, and he's worked hard to come back, and we're going to have a good year from Schwartz. The Blues win this one 5-2, to two, of course. Huge win for the Blues. They move into first place. They got to play the Avalanche tomorrow night, and Chicago goes home, and they've got a tough opponent coming in. Even though they haven't really played well this year, Connor McDavid and the Oilers will be coming to the uh, United Center there in uh, Chicago and playing the Blackhawks. So the Blackhawks don't have it easy tomorrow night against the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid, and Talbot's a good goalie there too. So uh, both teams move on after this game, and they don't play each other again till March. Can you believe that? Two rivals like this don't play each other again till March. That's just crazy. But it's a big one for the Blues and puts them into first place. It's early in the year. Uh, not yet to that 10-game point. We're a couple games away. We're getting to see what we think we have with this team, but I don't think we'll really see till about 20 games in. I'm going to look at it after 10, but I'm going to really make an evaluation after 20, and we'll discuss that after one of the episodes. Thanks again for joining me here on The Drop Podcast. The Drop is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Go to their website, check out their podcast, fastest growing podcast entity, and just a great, great company to be associated with. All the guys there are great. All the ladies that work there are great. Just a complete big group of some great people. They've got a podcast I'm sure you'll like at lineupmedia.fm. Again, my name is Ben Lance Descott. Thanks for joining me once more. Don't forget to come back every game for a game recap and my thoughts on the game and some thoughts about other stuff going on around the NHL. Until next time, stay safe. Enjoy the Avalanche game. Be safe going home. Have a great day. And let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow the Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or the Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lansd at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.